Welcome back to the Somerville Advice Givers Podcast, where we connect you with the advice you need for when life happens. I'm your host, Yaden Smith, and this week we have a special guest. We have special guests with us every single week. Of course. But but this week I'm excited because we have our first genuine bona fide author on the show. Somerville's own Jewel Sweeney. And in her bio, it's very clear. My name is Jewel Sweeney and I am an author, period. Jewel, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you for having very me. Very glad that you're here this week. Yes. So we first met, actually we first met like just last week yeah. when I walked up to your booth at the farmer's market and said, hey, come be on the show. Yes. Um, but we have uh, been observing each other at the farmer's market for ever since I guess you've been coming. We go there Pretty every much. single week. You really do. With, with, it's very rare that all six of us are at the same place at the same time because on Saturdays I normally get all four kids out of the house so my wife can take a break and And you know, I, chill. as a mother, I know she appreciates that. You know. That. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. My husband does the same thing. Everybody's like, where's Jessica? It's like, Jessica's at home. Chilling. Relaxing. It's not fun for her to come to the farmer's market and watch all the four kids. It's no problem. My husband does the opposite. The yeah. farmer's market is mommy's time. We're going to stay home. Go. We'll go anywhere else. <laughs> Let her have her couple of hours. So you know. <laughs> so farmer's market for months. Mm-hmm. And it just, it clicked a couple, a couple weeks ago. I was like, I need to talk to this vendor about coming on the show who has these children's books. So, you know, tell us, tell us your story. How did you get started with writing? How did you, how did you actually become an author? Okay. You know, what brought you, what brought you to where you are now? Well, um, I've always been a jock. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. And so as I was growing up, I remember distinctly being maybe 13 years old, sitting in the back of my mom's Jeep while my dad was driving us home from a basketball camp. And I said, I have to become a famous basketball coach so that I can write my story. Ah. And so I always thought that athletics was going to bring me to this. And I have to laugh. I mean, (laughs) I gave up my coaching career, my teaching career, all of that to be a mom. I always Mm. told my husband, I will be a stay-at-home mom. And he said, that's fine with me. Mm -hmm. And so once I had Caleb, that was it. The school year ended. I was done. And... Um, I was asked to coach again for somebody and I really didn't want to, but I did it and I realized, no, I need, I need to be, that's not you. I love coaching. I absolutely adore it. I love working with kids. I love when people get it, which is why I still love my personal training because Mm -hmm. they're there for a reason. They're paying me. They want to get it. So I, I I really was disappointed when I stopped teaching and coaching because I thought I'll never be able to write my book. Um, but I had one that I had been writing that a former friend had suggested. And so I started picking it up because now I had the time to write it. Nice. And so I started writing that and I self-published and I didn't, I sold a good amount of copies, but you won't see it at the farmer's market until I fix it. <laughs> I have grown as an author enough to know, oh my gosh, I wrote that. That is, that is terrible. So the first edition so, will be a limited run collector's edition. This is the it. one with that's, all the errors. That's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I have the last copy and you won't see it again um, unless you order it through CreateSpace or Amazon, but I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. unless you're trying to make fun of me. Um, but then once I had... Like this copy? <laughs> no. <laughs> once I had um, Caleb and AJ, their nicknames are Bugaboo and Ladybug from 
the very beginning, he was Bug. And then it turned into Bugaboo. And then when we found out we were having a girl, she's Ladybug. There you go. And so he has such a creative imagination. I should jump in here. So listeners, the, the, the her children's books are about the adventures of yes. Ladybug and Bugaboo. Yes. And, you know, the adventures it's, that they have. Absolutely. And it spun off of watching him. And he was so creative. He was so just excited to do these things. And he always included his sister. Mm. From the very so beginning, wonderful. he included her. And I was like, she ain't doing anything. She's, she's <laughs> sitting there. She's alone, you know. Um, but he came up with these great ideas and he would play them out. And I was like, I will write this. And I just thought it would be a nod to my son just to keep record of all these fun things that he's done. Yes. And mm-hmm. then it turned into something else where he was like, Mom, what about this? What? And he wasn't <laughs> looking at it as, I want to go and play this. He was looking at it as, you should write this. And I was like, oh. You should write this story. And mm-hmm. they go do this. And then this happens. When you go to the farmer's market yeah. and you see him there, he will tell you, oh, I wrote these books. I helped my <laughs> mom come with She's what? my ghost writer. I'm like, okay, back off a little. Like, it was my idea to write them. You did inspire quite a few. But, um, yeah, it was definitely based off of him. And I, you know, here I thought sports was going to be the key to being mm-hmm. a writer and living it out. And it's been my kids. That's so fascinating that you say that, that, you know, just your initial like push to do it was you could record these. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important. Uh, that's, that's one of the big reasons I write, Mm -hmm. whether it's for my newsletter, whether it's for the emails, just whatever content I'm writing, a huge portion of it is so that my children and my grandchildren will have insight into yeah. what's going on in my life, who I am. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I can't wait one day for my great-grandchildren to read my journal. Yeah. And be like, oh my gosh, granddad, man, he's just like kind of boring life. Normal day today. You know, <laughs> a lot of it's like that. But every now and then it's like something serious happens and I get to write about it. Yeah. Or put it in my newsletter and write a story. Yeah. And knowing that my great-grandchildren are going to be able to read it. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish I had that Yeah, from my great-grandparents. Who's, I mean, the only reason I know my great-grandfather's name is because my grandfather was a junior. Gotcha. You yeah. Know? And I think like that too. Um, I kind of have like my, my own prayer journal type yeah. thing. And sometimes I just journal and sometimes it's whatever I, I need to get out. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll write that down. And sometimes I think, how many of these have I gone through? And how many of these will they find later on? Right. Because. I'll be like, whoa. The fight came over <laughs> who gets Grammy and Frumps's Bible. Yeah. And I thought, I want my kids to fight over this. Mm-hmm. Thank God I only have two. They had seven. <laughs> <laughs> so, they are, you know, I don't know, you can have it, whatever. But I thought, I, I want to leave a legacy that my kids want the things that I had, the things that I wrote, the Bibles I took notes in, that they can glean from it the same way I did. Now, you didn't, you, you, we were just talking, you didn't start off to become a writer. Nope. I mean, that's, that's. I mean, I wanted to, right. but I never it's thought. Like, I, want to, I want to write, I want to write my amazing story that somebody will buy the movie rights for. Oh, yeah. And turn into, t- you know. Hallmark movie. I have two of those. There you go. Hallmark Publishers. Um, so I went, I went to uh, University of Texas, El Paso. Okay. 
So, and I, uh, Glory Road. Yes, that's exactly what I went to. I know that movie inside and out. Yes, Glory Road. They yep. filmed it on campus. Awesome. And I tell you, there's something really cool about watching a movie and you say like, oh my gosh, I know exactly. I'm like, I walked those halls. And then it's also weird when it's like, they go through it and I'm like, wait a minute. That's, that's not, not where it. that door goes. <laughs> just, you you kind of see behind the curtain a little yeah. bit when they film it at a place where you, you were for a bunch yeah, of years. Yeah, absolutely. So your, your background is athletics and mm-hmm. coaching. Is that mm-hmm. what you went to school for? I double majored at Charleston Southern as a youth ministry. Because mm-hmm. it's CSU, right? <laughs> right. And physical education. My initial goal was to be an athletic trainer. And then I found out that South Carolina says you need to have a teaching degree in order to coach. So I changed from athletic training to physical education. Physical education, just because the credits were there and mm-hmm. it was easier. I didn't want to waste more money. Um, otherwise, I would have been a math teacher, of all things. My brother took that, so that's okay. Nice. Um, but yeah, that was that was my degree, double major and sports, and yeah, I did play basketball there. And and how much did you so, coach after college? Because you, you you mentioned just as part of your story, you coached mm-hmm. then with your first child. Coached one more year and then stepped away from it. How how long were you in coaching? Um, I believe it was ten years. I actually started wow. coaching while I was in college. Okay. Um, there was a homeschool group, Lachia. Very Country familiar with Lachia. Yep. They um, needed a coach, and I was the first ever non-parent coach. So I took over their basketball, and then I took over volleyball, and. Now, are your kids homeschooled? Is that how you got connected with Lucia? No, I I was 19 years old when I started coaching. Oh, yeah, of course not. <laughs> so I just went in and I was like, sure, whatever. And that led to Cathedral Academy and mm-hmm. then Berkeley High School. And then that last fling was uh, Hanahan High. <laughs> um, but no, I do homeschool my children, actually. I sent my son to Knightsville Elementary and he was bored every day he was the first kid in eight years in dorchester too to get skipped ahead wow that is it's a little sad i will not get into the politics of it and i know that knightsville did the best they could Mm -hmm. but they still couldn't offer him what he wanted and so we do homeschool we do year-round school okay and so he hasn't had a friday since december (laughs) <laughs> it's been awesome. He loves it. He goes, I got a three day weekend. Nice. He knows Friday he can wake up and stay in his pajamas for as long as he wants. So he, he's required to do his foreign language and martial arts. That's it. And how old at Caleb? How old is Caleb? He is now seven. He's now seven. Yes. So I know with homeschooling grades are different with yes. each subject, yes. but I think in seventh grade, would he be going into second grade or third grade? Oh, the cutoff okay. days, I don't even know what the cutoff days. We homeschool he, our four children. Oh, good. So I'm not, I know, I know yeah. very, I know little about he, where the cutoff days are and what grades my children would actually be in. He is supposed to be going into second grade. Okay. His first year of school, he went to kindergarten. I had pushed for a year. I started the November before he started school. Mm-hmm. I said, I know my kid. I've been an educator. This is not rose-colored glasses. Please help my son. Right. And they said, oh, he'll get evaluated. And he got evaluated. And he was quite upset. He scored a 136 out of, uh, a 133 out of 136. He was so mad that he missed those last three points. <laughs> this is my son. Caleb, go run. Go throw a ball. Go do, no. 
Caleb, take a test. Okay. <laughs> so he should be going into second grade as of August, but he will be entering fourth grade. Mm-hmm. He's been he's already started fourth grade math. He's well ahead in the mathematics. I, I, and I know how it is. We, we yeah, have, I'm we have sure similar you do. things with different subjects with my four. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. So well, good for you. It's been a blast. Good for you. I know it's a lot, a lot of work oh my to homeschool. So but at the much. same time, you don't have to get up at 5 a.m. to get kids to school at 6.30. Actually, I do get up at 5 a.m. I get up well, at quarter five. Yeah, I, I know you do personal <laughs> training and with the fitness, I'm not surprised yeah. that you get up that early. It's the only time I can get my workout <laughs> in without getting bugged. It's my time with Jesus. It's my time alone. It's I got to restart and there fresh you go. day. Good for so, you. Yeah. Good for you. And then I've got to-do lists that are yeah, just you list And you have your writing. Yeah. How so many, how many books? Writing. So right now, how many books do you have published? Three. Three. The two, Ladybug and Bugaboo. Mm-hmm. And then one book for grownups. Yes. A Time to Walk. A Time to Walk. It's, yes. it's uh, when I was reading in the information, as we were talking just earlier, it's, mm-hmm. it's like a, uh, a devotional, mm-hmm. uh, maybe like my utmost for his highest type thing, you know, individual chunks that you can read and digest. Yes. Yes. Quite similar. Thoughts on Christian life, as yes. it were. Um, and I actually started that while I was in college. I just started writing pieces because I felt yeah. like God was telling me to write it. And I was like, who am I to write anything? So I just started writing. And every time it, you know, I had a special journal that I would write it in, and I would go back and go back. And over the course of 10 years, finally God was like, well, you get that published already. I've told you enough. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, Wow, this is fantastic. Um, so yeah, I, I published that. I self-published that. And I said, God, can you even use it if it's self-published? And he was like, Psh, you're nothing. Don't worry about it. So uh, through that, I have sold more copies than I ever thought possible. And I'm constantly looking at my husband and go, I only have about five left. How many should I order? 25. Every single time. <laughs> we have the same discussion, but I still ask. Um, and so I get my 25 and I bring them to the farmer's market and I sell them there. And um, actually the same week that you approached me at the farmer's market, one of the operators of Tomlinson's right on Dorchester Road, oh, yeah. he came by and said, bring this by my store. We'd like to have copies. And so I immediately sold 12 copies to Tomlinson and now they're selling them. So... Yeah, that's it's so cool. It's been congratulations. A crazy night. Thank you. Thank that's you. That's super exciting. It's something. So, and uh, I, I'm supposedly going to be going to Louisiana College to speak at chapel, and that's one thing that I've always wanted to do. So it has opened up that opportunity for me to to start doing that. And if you were to flip through my to do list notebook, you would see a list of Christian colleges in South Carolina that might be hearing from my publicist soon. That's so cool. So yeah. How much time would you say do you spend? Uh, do you write every day? I write every day. So how much time do you spend writing every day? It depends on the day. <laughs> um, days like this. How much time do you set aside every day? Mm. I can't writing. even do that okay. because my schedule changes every day. Not a single day you. is the same. Okay. Right. Um, so some days I write first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, this came to me. I've got to write it. Got to put it down. Um, yesterday afternoon, all of a sudden, something came to me for a new Bugaboo adventure. I haven't written a Bugaboo adventure in a year. And I went, oh my gosh, this is coming to me. And I just immediately, I was like, I gotta get it, gotta get it, gotta get it. And then I realized the time and I hadn't made dinner yet. And my husband was on his way home and I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta make dinner. So I stopped and 
So some days I get 15, 20 minutes to jot down whatever I can, mm-hmm. even if it's like, hey, just write down the notes so that you can write it tomorrow. Right. Um, and other days I get, you know, up to an hour or so. Some days I do it by the word count. I've had a really stressful day. I am tired, but I need to write. Mm-hmm. And so I check the word count and I say, you got to hit 500. And, you know, the big time writers, that's chump change for them. You know, uh, they, they tell you to write a thousand words a day. Okay, you sure? Well, they also probably don't homeschool two children. They probably don't homeschool two children. Yes. Um, (laughs) They probably don't train multiple clients. They, yep. And I I actually, um, yeah, they're probably not cooking dinner. Well, Madeline Langle did. She was a phenomenal woman. I absolutely adore her. Madeline Langle's, you know, and it's, it's interesting. The, I was listening to, Maybe my wife was pointing this out to me. No, she was not pointing it out. We were reading an article, and I found this where the the key to writing, this was one of the points that they made, the key to writing is basically quantity mm-hmm. over quality. Mm-hmm. If you're producing, and I see this all the time with um, blogs that I follow. Mm-hmm. My favorite is Seth Godin. I read his stuff every single day. Okay. And he's, he's like, you know, the problem with throwing bad ideas away is usually mm-hmm. that's the only kind you have. Yeah. But if you have enough bad ideas at some point, it's like, Oh, this is not actually a bad idea. Yeah. If you write nonsense at some point, it's not going to be nonsense. Like Absolutely. this is really good. I have written so many things that I thought, what does this have to do with anything? Yeah. You have, so you have three books mm-hmm. and you're writing 500 words a day. At least hopefully. And that's a lot of words that never see the light of day. Never. It's just, it's just the practice and, you know, it, it cracks me up when I like a show like America's Got Talent, mm-hmm. right? When you see an act, it's like, wow, you have so much talent. It's like really talent or did they just, you know, work 80 hours yes. a week for the past five yes. years honing their skill? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, they did have some sort of base talent, but hard work if someone who has talent doesn't put in the work Mm -hmm. someone without the talent who puts in the work is going to crush them every time and that's the same thing in sports and everything yep you know you see i mean i get lebron james is the name right now i'm not a big sports person uh but i know he's like he's the basketball player Mm -hmm. and you know the most talented player whatever it is but you don't see the amount of hours and work that they put in every single day and that's what i love about uh steph curry he is very open about, I work every single yeah, day. I've seen his name. I've seen his name yes. in headlines. Yes. He plays for Golden State. He was at Davidson College, which is a tiny mm-hmm. little school. And he just proved, look what I can do. I yeah. can be a champion by putting in the work. And yeah. that's, that's all it takes. I mean, I've, I was, um, I've been submitting some novels to publishers, and I'm looking at my word count, and I'm going, I have 20,000 words more than what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Do I just chop them out? Because that's my story. Right. And, uh, you know what? They're going to edit it anyway if they take it. Yeah. <laughs> if they like just, it, you're going to have an editor help you through it. I'll, anyway. just, yeah. I'll just push it over Send to them. They're going to take happens. out 10,000 before they even agree to it. So, um, yeah, that's the part of it. You just keep putting it in mm-hmm. and keep honing it. And like I said, that first book I wrote, I was really proud when I wrote it because I finally did it. I yeah. finally put you something finally out there. finally shipped something. And like, you just, I go. just need to crack 
through and say, I can do this. And then, it, I mean, last summer, my husband said, you're going to write that novel you want to write. And sure enough, I did. He took the kids every single day, or two summers ago, he took the kids and I just wrote. And I had to make so many pages and so many. And I wrote a novel in a summer and I was like, that is amazing. Nice. I can do it. Yeah. But is it going to get picked up? Is it good enough for others? And so when I look back at the first book, I go, oh my gosh, I can't believe I put my name to this. <laughs> I'm just going to, no, that wasn't me. <laughs> I didn't do that. That was somebody else with the same well, face on the cover. With writing, it's, it's a lot like training. Mm-hmm. The analogy is like you can only start where you are. Yeah, absolutely. Someone who has a goal of being able to run a mile in under 10 minutes like if you can't even walk a mile, mm-hmm. just period, it's like, we're just going to start where you are. Work and in a couple of years, up. you're going to look back. It's like, I can't believe I used to just not even be able to walk a mile. Absolutely. And that's one of the things I have in my, one of my whiteboards mm-hmm. in my little garage gym is the success board. Right. Because people just go, I can't believe I did that. And so they, the only thing they between where you it. are now and where you want to be is time and effort. Absolutely. That's it. And that's, that's what I keep telling The good my thing family. is the time is going to happen whether you do anything or not. So if we can just add the effort. Absolutely. For me, I'm like, I have the effort, but where's the time? <laughs> I want to do this. I can do so much, but can, can I just know? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Oh, believe me. I understand. Well, with everything that you have going on, I know you have mm-hmm. a lot, you know, mom, uh, personal training, mm-hmm. writing, cooking, spouse, know as let's jump right into the advice pieces okay right so mm-hmm. with with your experience with with all of your background where you come from what are some pieces of advice for us regular people okay and by us regular people I mean all of us what are some pieces of advice mm-hmm. that you've discovered like if if someone could just do these couple of things they're mm-hmm. gonna be better off well I um, as I was getting into this whole thing and really pushing, especially with the Bugaboo Adventures, mm-hmm. trying to find a publisher and things like that. Um, I picked up a book at John C. Campbell Folk School, and she was uh, the author of the book, teaches a class by the same name, Spinning Words into Gold. And she does these daily lessons and all these writing prompts and everything else. And I, I took it as if I was taking the course in my bedroom. That was it. I was dead on this is what we're doing. Um, and as I did that, she gives different reading material. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. And one of them was Stephen King's book. And so I, I dove into his that. one book. <laughs> yeah. Right. His, his <laughs> one book about writing, um, out of all the crazy stuff to, to read a book that was just like, mm. oh, you're teaching us how to write. Sure. Why not? And so it, he talked about his rejections and things like that. But some of the stuff that he said was you need to write every day. Like we mm-hmm. talked about just yep. write every day. It's like, a muscle. Exactly. Got to keep it going. And the other part of it, he said, if you're not writing, you need to be reading because you're, you're, that's where you're going to get your material. Yeah. You're, you're learning the different sentence structures. You're learning how different authors write. You're learning. Mm -hmm. Okay. Descriptions. Some people are so wordy in their descriptions and some give you barely anything. And how do you find where you want to be on that spectrum? Things like that. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's a great one. And so you'll see on my regular to-do list every day, 
I need to read fiction and nonfiction because I write fiction and nonfiction. Mm-hmm. I don't write on there that I have to read a kid's book because I homeschool two kids. So, <laughs> you, um, have plenty, you have plenty of time reading kids' we, books. We read kids' books all We're the time. We're reading this again? Okay. Yeah, which we, we got it down by heart. Okay. Um, and so if I'm, I, I put on there, I have to read and I have to write. And if I do not check something off on my to-do list, it's like the anxiety attack is happening. This mm-hmm. will happen. I will stay up late. This will get done. Right. So... I write every day and I read every day. Read the fiction, read the nonfiction, see where we are in life. Excellent. So those are my two big ones. Um, the other one, uh, another piece of advice would be to take classes and grow. Because you mm. think, well, I'm a writer. I'm writing what I want to say. And taking the class at John C. Campbell, um, Dana Wildsmith, belated happy birthday. I love you. I miss you. Um, she was so fantastic at saying, it's good writing, but, or, you know, when you say this, what are you picturing? And I tell her exactly what I'm picturing. She goes, that's not what I see at all. Uh. You grew up in Massachusetts. I grew up in, in Georgia. We see things differently when you say those words. And I went, Oh, just simple little things like that, that even your spouse won't Mm -hmm. catch as they're reading it. My husband's an English teacher. So he is my first editor. Here you go. I sent it to my mother-in-law. She's a, an educator. I'm like, here you go. But I don't get feedback like, okay, see, I was picturing an mm-hmm. island and this, and you're picturing snow and ice. Right. Like, oh. So take a class. Grow. Know that you're not the best. Mm-hmm. You know, when you said as an expert, I'm not an expert. <laughs> I am still growing, and I, I don't care. I will reach the status of St. Madeline and I will still say, I'm not an expert. I'm just doing what I'm trying to do. Just going to keep moving on. So, um, always, always grow with that. Um, it's, it's when, when I was in youth ministry way back in the day and I would, you know, work with students in band Mm -hmm. for, you know, it's like, okay, you play guitar, you play piano. And, uh, I think of what I would tell them it's like, guys, at least, you know, periodically, you need to listen to music that you don't like. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because if you only ever listen to music that you already like, mm-hmm. you won't you won't expand your musical vocabulary. You might hear, yeah. I mean, let's say you don't like country. It's like, okay, fine. Don't listen to country when it's fun, but listen to a country song every now and then. You don't like yep. rap? No problem. You know, but turn on the hip hop station periodically. Yeah. Maybe you'll find something's like, I love that. Mm-hmm. And I think it would work really well with this song that we're doing over Absolutely. here. Absolutely, just you have to incorporate it. Continue to get outside perspectives yes. of what you're doing. Absolutely, that's all it is. And I mean, I look Interplay, at people, whether you're writing or anything. Yeah. If you're in sports, you gotta have a coach. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. you gotta have somebody who's looking at you like, oh, yep, yeah, nope, doesn't work. Nope, that's yep. that's not. You need you need three more steps, and then you'll be there. Yes. And that's that's just how yeah. it is. So yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, Keep rolling. All right, so the last two kind of uh, join together. Okay. Um, basically, that you have to work like you mean it. Mm, mm-hmm. And you have to dive in straight, all in or nothing. Um, and that is the hardest one for me because I am taking care of my family. Mm-hmm. I am homeschooling. Yep. Yep. But my family knows. I, my three-year-old daughter loves to just sit on my bed while I'm trying to write. Mommy, mommy, mommy. <laughs> You've had me all day. Daddy's home. Go play a game. Go go do something. Um, but they're getting to the point where they have reached it and said, Mom is all in. Mm-hmm. 
mom is, is moving forward. Mom is trying to do this. So if she's got a right, she's got a right. They know when I'm sitting at my special desk and they come in, they tiptoe, excuse me. <laughs> or you hear them arguing in the kitchen. No, don't bother her. She's writing. No, don't bother. <laughs> so they're getting the point that I am all in. They're arguing <laughs> within earshot about not bothering you. Yep, you 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 caught on real oh, quick yes, to that. Oh. That's that's yep. I'm I'm reading that. Yep. So <laughs> you have to be able to dive in and you have to go all in or nothing. And I I hate to say that because sometimes you do write five mm-hmm. words mm-hmm. and you go, I got a really good concept, but I didn't write anything. But you write the notes for it. So is that really diving in? Some days that's all you can do. Right. You you give the best that you have each day. Um and I was joking around, I said, you know, writing is really either for the people who are completely and utterly determined or the rich people who don't need to have a job outside of this because they yeah. can sit around and do whatever they want. <laughs> I am not I'm a writer. The, I am not the latter. So I have to be all in, mm-hmm. but I have noticed, um, in the culture that there are quite a few writers that, well, their husband makes good money or they, they've already retired or whatever the situation is. And so they get all this time. Mm hmm this luxury where the money's still flowing and they can just do whatever they want. Right. We're just not there. So if you're not rich, yeah, you got to work hard because there are very few people that will take open submissions. And so then you've got to go through, do I want a self-publish? Do I want a hybrid publisher? Do I want, and you battle within yourself what it is you truly want. Right. So if you're not all in, if you don't know what you want, you have to have, have to, Beyond even writing, mm-hmm. you have to have a laser focus yes. on what your goals are. Yes. Because you can only be really good at, I wouldn't even say five things. Yeah. A very small handful of things. And everything else is just going to be superfluous. Yes. You know, I know with, with me, I jokingly say that, you know, my four children take up 90% of my emotional energy. Oh, yeah. And then I try and have 5% left to interact with my spouse <laughs> because I want to stay married for the long term. Absolutely. Which leaves me about 5% of my emotional energy left to do the rest of life. Yep, pretty much. Business and all of my business is emotional heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, I'm not digging trenches or driving nails. It's emotion. It's emotional lifting. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, So I can only be good at, you know, maybe three things. Got to have the focus and everything else. Just like, nope, I'm doing this and this yeah. is what I'm doing. Absolutely. So good. Uh, this, so listeners, I don't know if you're taking notes, but like this stuff does not just apply to writing. Regardless of what you're doing in life, this is, this is just human experience mm. advice, which yes. is what I love about these conversations. Absolutely. You know, truth does not change. Whether if you read it in a business book, you can apply mm-hmm. it to your personal life. You read it in a, in a book about marriage. You read it in a devotional. They're, they're, they're applicable across the board. Absolutely. So, such good stuff, Jewel. I'm so glad you're here. Okay, we're going we're gonna to charge right forward into, since you were athletics, into the final four. Dun, dun, dun. All right. And at least you picked my favorite sport. So. Final countdown. All right. Okay. So question number one. Mm-hmm. When you pause from everything you have going on, what do you do for fun? Okay, this one was really a challenge because 
I don't know that I ever pause. In the five one. minutes a month that you pause. There you go. That's, <laughs> do I get five minutes? Um, I think those moments I'm in the shower. Um, uh, I just, I thought about, I was like, I, do I pause? And that's one thing that I've been working on diligently working on is pausing and taking time. And so it's really kicking around the house with my husband, just relaxing, uh, doing puzzles, watching TV, hanging out. Uh, we took the kids to play tennis the other day. That was a blast. Just family time is, is my, is my fun hangout. Unless, um, unless my husband says get out. Then I'm usually window <laughs> shopping at Target or Panera or something like that. That's usually when I know, do I have a spending budget? Oh, I get <laughs> I get $20? Okay. We're going to stop at Dunks, grab a coffee. It. Yeah. So typically though, it's just for me to relax and have fun. Mm-hmm. Take the kids to the pool, go for a bike ride. Nice. Just, just relax. That's great. And take That's that excellent. deep breath. So question number two in our mm-hmm. final four. What in the next 12 months are you most excited about? Personally, professionally, ecumenically, relationally? All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to speak this into existence. There you go. All right. I'm going to speak this into existence. With the offer to speak at a college for chapel um, and my desire to dive in, I've looked up as many Christian schools in South Carolina as we have, and I have decided I'm we're going to go for it. We're going to talk to him and try to speak at as many chapels as possible. Go for it. So I'm going to speak it into existence here that so many doors have opened that I have not seen. I, I didn't believe was possible. Right. I wanted it to be possible, but I gave it over to God and said, whatever you say goes. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're kind of in it to win it. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to say I, it's not necessarily 12 months from now, but I'm, they need people get to speak. People need to- may as well be you. Yeah. Why not? May if somebody well. wants to listen to me, there I'll talk. So we are working on that, and I am um, getting into full swing with getting back in touch with schools to read the second Bugaboo Adventure because the first one came out last summer. And so the second one, you got to go into the same schools and read the second story. They want the follow-up. So I'm excited about getting back nice. in school because I haven't been in schools in a long time. So that's always fun. There's always a good energy. Lots of kids super excited. My kids get super excited and it's fun. Do it uh, just occurs to me, do the libraries have your books? Yes. Well, Dorchester Library on Trolley does. And I do readings there. Nice. Um, whenever they ask me. So nice. yeah. Okay. And and we yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to getting back into the schools and So question so, number three. Yeah. How can how can our listeners connect with you? Uh, you, we, you when we were talking earlier, you have a blog. I do. How how, how can we find you online? Uh, your blog, Facebook, Instagram. Where do we go? Yep, jjsweeney.weebly.com has my blog, as well as some other things that I've written about family and writing and training. Um, Facebook is. Um, the Adventures of B and L, or The Adventures B and L, no of, weird, they wouldn't let me, and then, or you could choose Jewel Sweeney author, um, so that's, I kind of have the the little kids and the big kids, and then my email is jsweeneyauthor at gmail.com. Awesome. And where can people, where can people, like, order your books. Everywhere. I know you're at the farmer's market. Everywhere. On... Yeah. Amazon, Barnes so, and Noble. Amazon, Barnes yep. and Noble, all these places. Yep. Um, 
uh, a time to walk is self-published. So Amazon is the big purchaser of that. You can buy mm-hmm. Kindle versions and all that. It's an ebook. Um, and, uh, mascot books has the big branches, Ingram, Taylor, Baker, all awesome. those. So wherever you get books, look yep. up Jewel Sweeney. And if they don't have it on the shelf right then and there, then you can go to the desk and say, why isn't this book there? And it pushes them to buy a couple more and put more on the shelf. And nice. that helps me a little. So right on. Yeah. All right. Final four. Number four, a parting piece of advice for our listeners. Okay. All right. If you want something, you got to believe you can do it and you've got to have faith that it will be done because sometimes your journey is going to take a whole roundabout way that you're not expecting. So if you want it done, believe it, have faith. Whether you think you can or think you can't, you're probably right. That's exactly it. That's one of my favorite quotes. I quote it to my clients all the time. As soon as I hear the word can't, nope. My son is not allowed to say can't in his schoolwork. I can't figure Mm. it out. No. You just haven't Mm. figured it out yet. You haven't figured it out yet. I am still working on this. I am struggling with this. Mm -hmm. The verbiage is so important. Mm -hmm. Um, As somebody that that battled depression my entire life, I I don't say that I suffer from depression because I don't. Right. And I haven't. I've battled. I have won. I have relapses. Mm -hmm. But the verbiage counts. Yeah. Your subconscious is listening to everything that comes out of your mouth. Absolutely. You're so right. All right, Jewel. Bonus round. Ooh, that you right. okay, that's bonus not cool, round. man. You you can't trick me like that. So bonus round and and don't overthink this. Too Real late. simple. I already did. What with everything you have going on, you know, training, clients, children, husband, school, reading, speaking, what is keeping you grounded right now? Is it a tool? That's is it a easy. resource? It's Jesus. Jesus. That's an easy one. Jesus is keeping you ground. That's, that's fantastic. My husband is a close second, but you know, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this yeah. is so good. Jewel, thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Today, the, the courage to write stuff on paper mm. and then ship it. Yeah. Even if you're not sure it's ready is so huge. I'm so impressed it's scary. Uh, it's it's very scary <laughs> to write something down and then send it out to an audience and it's just out there Absolutely. for people to like or not like. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much. These, these points of advice, you hit the nail on the head at every turn. Well, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. So our guest this week, Jewel Sweeney, author right here in Somerville. I see her almost every week on Saturdays at the farmer's market right here in town. You can have a conversation with her, pick up a copy of her book or books, plural. You usually get a deal. There you go. There you go. Get a deal. Um, Show some support for what's going on in Somerville for the impact that people are having in people's lives. Share this conversation with somebody that you know needs to hear it. Um, Find Jewel on Facebook and support her. Support our local community. Buy a book. Give him his Christmas presents. Give him his birthday presents. They're great. Way better than Legos, because if you step on a book in the middle of the night, you don't scream. You step on a Lego in the middle of the night, and you wonder, why were these ever invented? <laughs> they suddenly became a, become a terrible idea, and I love Legos. Uh, but 
show some support. If you like this conversation, really, y'all are an integral part of the conversations we have on Somerville Advice Givers. Subscribe, listen, we're, wherever you listen to podcasts, everywhere, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Share so we can increase the impact that the local community has. You've been listening this week to Somerville Advice Givers, where we connect you with the advice you need for when life happens. I'm your host, Yaden Smith, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>